0: Same sports rap
1: We've lost uh, Sikam daily from the last few seconds of the Money Web, but it's half past six on SFM 104 to 107. Time to talk a little PSL. Hello, I'm Dwayne DeLocker. This is the PSL radio Show. Seguin jalo as we look forward to uh, what has been a rather intriguing day for the Ned Bank Cup. Last 16 draw happening uh, a little earlier today. I'll bring you details of that. And we'll chat to two of the coaches involved. I escaped Dan and Bluffetane Celtic coaches, Roger DeSar and uh, Clinton Larson, we'll chat to you on tonight's show. We're also going to be talking to the general manager of Free State Stars, Ransimu Bueno. Lots to talk about uh, in terms of free state stars struggling along just a little bit, but uh, starting to show some real signs of promise and in one incredibly bright talent, but also an insight into the financial difficulties for clubs that can't compete with the so-called big boys of the PSL. But uh, let's get straight into the sports news. It's been a particularly busy day, and indeed looking forward to tomorrow. But uh, cricket news first: Sri Lanka beat Bangladesh by 92 runs in Melbourne, while Afghanistan recorded their first ever World Cup victory with a one-wicket win over Scotland in. Dunedin. Natalie Giamarnas has the details.
2: At the MCG, Sri Lanka registered a big win over Bangladesh, defeating them by 92 runs. Sri Lanka batted first and made 332 for one in their 50 overs, only losing the wicket of opener Lahara Tiramani, who made 52 from 78 with three fours. He fell in the 25th over but made way for a record breaking partnership between Tillakaratne Dilshan and Kumar Sangakkara. They added an undefeated 210 for the second record, which is a record in ODIs for Sri Lanka. Tillakaratne Dilshan eventually was undefeated on 161 of just 146 balls with 22 fours to his name. It's his highest ODI score, and the 21st time he's gone past the three-figure mark in his ODI career. Kumar Sangakara, meanwhile, was undefeated on 105 of just 76 balls, hitting 13 fours and 1-6, his fastest century of his career and the 22nd of his career as well. He was playing in his 400th match and became only the fourth player to go past 400 ODIs. The 332 that was eventually posted by Sri Lanka proved to be well too much for Bangladesh. They eventually were all out for 240 in the 47th over. There was a slight comeback though towards the end, with Shabir Rahman putting up some resistance and eventually making 53 from 62 with seven fours. Shakib Al Hasan contributed 46 from 59 with four fours and one six, but it was all too much for Bangladesh. Nasid Malinga picked up three for 35 in nine overs. Saranga Lakmal took two for 49 in his eight overs, while Telekarani Dilshan, the man of the match, contributed with the ball as well, taking two for 35 in eight overs. Meanwhile, over in Dunedin at the University Oval, Afghanistan made history. Playing in their first World Cup, they won their first World Cup match up against Scotland by one wicket and with three balls to spare in what turned out to be a thrilling finish. Scotland in their 50 overs contributed a 210 score, all out in their 50 overs. They wouldn't have been too happy with that, but the bowling performance from Afghanistan was very good, in particular from Shabur Zadran and Dawat Zadran. Shabur Zadran took 4 for 38 in 10 overs, while Dawat Zadran only conceded 29 runs in his 10 overs, and picked up three wickets. A top score of 31 came from Matt Mashan, as well as a 31 coming from Majid Haq but it proved to be just slightly too little. Even though Afghanistan found themselves at one stage 97 for 7, they still managed to recover, with a brilliant 96 coming from Simula Shinwari. He took the man of the match award after facing 147 balls and hit 7 fours and 5 sixes, but he did go out in a crucial stage. At, the, at that stage, Afghanistan were 192 on the board and eventually lost their ninth wicket of Shinwari in the 47th over. And it was up to the number 10 and number 11 batsmen to get their side over the line. Hamid Hassan was undefeated on 15 from 39, while Shabu Zadran hit the winning runs, making 12 from 10 with two fours to his name. Richard Barrington contributed with four, four, taking four for 40 in his 10 overs, while Josh Davey and Alistair Evans also picked up two wickets apiece. Matthew Jumanis for SFM Sports.
1: Meanwhile, South Africa face West Indies in a Group B tie at the Sydney Cricket Ground tomorrow. That's from 5.30 Central African time in the morning. Farhan Birdin and uh, Kyle Abbott are two likely inclusions for Wayne Parnell and the injured Vernon Philander, while the Proteus are sweating on the fitness of J.P. Duminy, Chris Gale is uncertain to make the West Indies 11 owing to back trouble, while Suleiman Ben may return after missing out the Zimbabwe match through injury. Back home, scores at Stumps on day one of the Sunfoil Series matches. Sunfoil Dolphins, 240 for three against the Chevrolet Knights in Durban, Chevrolet Warriors, 279 for 9 against the Bizzup Highfoot Lions in East London and the Unlimited Titans, 45 without loss in reply to the Nashua Cape Cobra's first innings, 308 all out in poll. Golf News now, Nick Henning leads after the first round of the Jo'burg Open at Royal Johannesburg and Kensington Country Club. Michael Flismas has the details. The last
3: time he won a tournament was a decade ago, but Nick Henning has taken a positive step to changing this in today's first round of the Jo'burg Open. Henning opened with a nine-under-past 62, a course record on the west course at Royal Johannesburg and Kensington Golf Club, and he leads by one stroke over South Africans Tits Muir and Charles Van Avald and Belgium's Thomas Peters. Defending champion George Kutia opened with a five-under 66 on the west, the easier of the two courses here two-time champion Richard Sterney signed for a 369 on the east and European Ryder Cup captain Darren Clark started with a 72 also on the east but it was Henning who surprised them all for so long in the wilderness of tournament golf the member of one of the most famous golfing families in South Africa is thrilled with his start and looking forward to the challenge of the east tomorrow. Michael Flissness, Johannesburg.
1: Further afield, South Africa's Rory Sabatini is on three under path through nine. He holds an early two-shot lead in the first round of the Honda Classic in Florida. Football news now. Mali lead Guinea 1-0 at half-time in the second semi-final of the 2015 Cap Under-17 championships for a place in the final against South Africa. Amajimbo has beat the reigning World Youth Champions Nigeria 1-0 yesterday to book a place in Sunday's final. Meanwhile, defending champions Orlando Pirates have been drawn away to Telcom knockout winners Supersport United in the pick of the NetBank Cup last 16 fixtures. The draw also has all PSL ties between IX Town and Blumfontein Celtic Platinum Stars and Mamalodi Sundowns and an all-university clash between Birdvest Fitz and Amatux Kaiser Chiefs take on Black Leopards Vasco de Garba will host Maluti FET Black Aces play Joma Cosmos and Natal United travel to Golden Arrows Finally then the third round of the Super Rugby gets underway when the Reds play the Highlanders in Dunedin That's at 8.35 Central African time tomorrow morning before the Hurricanes travel to the Westpac Stadium to play the Force at 1pm tomorrow's ties conclude with the Toyota Cheetahs hosting the Blues at Free State Stadium at 10 past seven. That's your sports news. PSL Radio Show. Oh SFM 104 107, time to talk Nedbank Cup draw and, uh, IX Cape Town drawn against Bloemfontein Celtic in the last 16 of the 2015 Nedbank Cup and, uh, IX Cape Town celebrated a rather emphatic 9-1 victory over Mainstay United to actually reach the last 16. We've got the coach Roger Desar on the line who is going to be back to league action tomorrow. But Roger, thanks for joining us. Uh, good evening.
3: How's it, Rainer? Great to be with you guys. was a pleasure.
1: Oh fantastic Although it must be uh, Bright sunshine Still in Cape Town So uh, you might be <laughs> A little hesitant To say good evening uh, Roger It's a, it's it's an interesting draw Bloemfontein Celtic You could have had a, 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 a Natal United Or you could have had A, a Kaiser Chiefs Or Super Sport United Instead Bloemfontein Celtic It is a familiar team But how do you feel About this draw
3: Look I think uh, When you're in a cup Like this you, uh, you know Ideally you want a, a home draw That's your first priority I think And um, well, that's what we feel helps a lot. So after that, you know, it's really luck of the draw uh, as, as it is. Um, you know, sometimes it's also not a bad thing to, to draw one of the big clubs. You know, you sometimes better off getting a big Chiefs or Pirates and, and, and things something like that. It's also not a bad thing. But look, you know, you you got to go with it. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. So you, you know, it's luck of the draw. But we're just happy that we got a home draw.
1: Let's just go back to that round of thirty-two tie. Um, Ansi Jakula has just become a father again. Brandon Peterson has got uh, injuries, so so you go back and you say I'm going to not only uh, give my eighteen-year-old goalkeeper Jody February a start, but uh, this this must have been a, a very deliberate decision, obviously in the cup game. But what did you make of his uh, of his debut? Well, you know,
3: we got the advantage that we watched him playing in the in the Vodacom for our uh, under nineteen team. You know, he's only, you know, 17 years already playing in the, in the PoloCom team. So we've watched him for quite some time and he's trained with the first team a, a few times. He actually spent uh, a preseason with us in, in July. So, you know, it's, it's nothing, nothing new. I mean, we know him pretty well and we've seen him coping with, uh, with all the training with the first team. And he's played a couple of friendly matches as well. So, you know, obviously we don't just throw him in. We, we obviously know what he's, what he's capable of. So we always knew that, um, you know, you'd perform. Uh, and we were very lucky to have an opportunity like this to give him a run. You know, I know the first 15, 20 minutes he was, he was nervous. He did make one or two mistakes. He got away with it. And, but after that he was, he was outstanding and uh, he made a couple of good saves. And now we're just happy that he's had a run. And uh, the next time we do play him, you know, it's nothing new to him. So, you know, we, we had to use that opportunity.
1: A couple of players there really stuck uh, their hands up. I know it's Mainstay United playing a lower tier team, but uh, Robin, Robin Galani getting a, a brace in that game. Noah Saadwe also contributing with a couple of, couple of goals. Uh, uh, right now, I suppose it's a really tough time coming up for a few players. I suppose you need to start analysing, deciding on the future uh, of, of a few of them, contracts coming up for renewal, etc. Are you sort of on that planning phase already, particularly th- deciding the future of the loan players?
3: Absolutely. Um, actually, we got we got three long players. We've got to make decisions on right now. So we've got to make a few decisions on on you know the future. Um, we're probably not going to keep all three. Uh, it's sort of not not uh, within our reach financially. So we've got to make the decision at which one's going to be the best one for us, you know, and for the players. So you know, with every game we we make uh, you know a little analysis and we watch how they perform in every training session and. And hopefully we'll make the right decision at
1: the end of the season. That's, uh, certainly hoping that you're going to be making the right decisions for the club. Uh, some impressive start to the season, but uh, a few too many draws at the moment in the, in the league. But immediately head a uh, little down on their luck, Chipper United. Right for the picking or a potential banana peel? <laughs> uh,
3: you know, it has it has been a tough a tough couple of months for us now. The last month or two, December was a very difficult month for us. We we played six games in three weeks. With a lot of injuries and suspensions and so on. So we did, we did really battle then. Um, but we've had a bit of a break and, uh, we've, hopefully we've managed to, to recoup a little bit and, uh, recover from a few bumps and bruises. I know we do have still about four or five guys out injured, but I think we've got enough depth to keep going until the end of the season, but a tough one chipper. You know, they're very similar to where we are. Also had a pretty good start. They've had a couple of six, seven games without a win like us in the league. So, you know, it's going to be tough. I think, and it's it's a deciding game for us. We either we either become real contenders contenders in the top eight, or or we become sort of a team that's looking over the shoulder after Friday night. So hopefully, we we are top eight contenders.
1: Uh, Roger, wish you the best of luck against Chippy United, and indeed looking ahead towards the wounded Kaiser Chiefs and Sport United away from home. Thanks for joining us.
3: Yeah, a tough a tough uh, a tough run on the road for us. We're not very good on the road, but you know, with every game, it's an opportunity to turn it around and. This time around, two games in a short space of time. We're not coming home. We're going to stay up there for the two games. So, A bit of a, a longish journey with, with two tough matches. Hopefully, we can do it this time. Best of luck. Thanks. Thanks, Wayne.
1: Cheers. This is SFM 104 to now time to talk uh, a little bit of football, specifically in the Free State. We head down to uh, Free State Stars, we've got the General Manager of Free State Stars, Rancy Mogueno on the line. Uh, Rancy, thanks for joining us, hello.
0: Hi, Ben, and uh, thanks for you.
1: Now, I've got to ask you a, a couple of things. Firstly, uh, there's a very exciting and enticing tie coming up uh, this weekend for Free State Stars, of course, uh, an opportunity to take on former... Former coach uh, Mar- uh, in a match against Marisburg United on Saturday night. It, it seems to be an intriguing tie this coming up.
0: It is. It's a bit of a tough one for us, um, and I'm sure Steve will see the same thing. You know, in the as and edges Um Lately, their form has been too great, either. Um, so both teams need points desperately, which I think makes it really more, more interesting. And. Um, you know, the fact that Steve was obviously a former coach, you know, there's a bit of a history um, behind the game. But yeah, it's going to be a very, very tough game for us.
1: It certainly is. But um, speaking of uh, you know, tough games and, and points being required, you, you're currently 13th position overall in the Amsterdam Premiership standings, uh, of course, with uh, Swallows, Platinum Stars and, of course, Bottom of the Logam behind you. You're only a couple of points clear of the relegation zone, but you're also only a couple of points clear of the, of the top eight positions. I mean, it's a precarious position now where you could go either way. So how important are these next couple of games to put yourself in a situation to finish strong?
0: I think even not that really indicative of how tough this league really is? Um you know, you win one or two games, you win two, draw one and all of a sudden in the top eight. Uh you lose two or three games in a row and you could seriously deep into irrigation It's it, it's a very, very tough lead to end. And um, yeah, we're fully aware of the fact that you know, um, a, a good run could easily put us in the top eight. uh but certainly a bad run could put us, you know, really at the bottom of the log. Um you know obviously i now are'm not doing too great either um so we won't necessarily be right about him, but he just came about i mean in one point away from um letting themselves and uh, you want to open up a gap between you know the last two uh, teams um you know you have a uh, you know a decent cushion um, away from get
1: Look, last night we saw a bit of a situation, though, and I, I, want to, I want to sort of move slightly off the topic, because Swallow CEO Leon Prince was, was, was being intimidated, being shoved around by a very angry mob of, of fans after they had suffered their, their fourth consecutive loss um, in, in 2015, and it's certainly something I don't condone, but the results just aren't forthcoming. Give us an idea, Ransi, the difficulties of clubs that cannot compete financially with the Sundowns, Chiefs, Pirates, Super Sports, and, and Vitz budgets.
0: I, I think it's a bit unfortunate that um, that happened. It's obviously really not my place to to comment, but as a football administrator, I think it's sad to have one of ours go through something like that, um, particularly at, at an ownership level, because I have an idea of how tough it is to compete in, in, in this environment. I mean, just not to long go. Um, Solos did never have a um after VW left them, mm. and um, I would imagine Leon had to run it from his own pocket. Now, anyone would tell you that it can mad me, it can absolutely um, to, to have to run football already on the back foot financially. Uh, now, I mean, how do you expect that Solos would have quality players all around when they've got limited resources? Um, you see this with, uh, with, with so many other teams in the, in the league. I mean take this at us for example, every decent player that we have or we produce within a season or two that player would have left to start for joburg um mm. or for player patchches for for a little bit of wood um so it's it, it, it's a tough environment to survive in because you struggle to hold on to best players and yet you expect it to perform at in you know, a, a debate, um every weekend um i I sometimes sit and sit and ponder and you wonder. Know, what 50 Stars would be, or how how much we would have achieved, had we not had the pressure to sell on all our best players? Because if you look at the list of 50 Stars' former players in the P S R, in big in, in big clubs, doing well, you um, then wonder, you know, if all the players um, were retained and were played for F C Stars, how much could we have really achieved?
1: One of those players, though, uh, Rancy has got to be the, the the shining star since the start of the or the resumption of the league. Uh, Titani is unbelievable. I mean, for me, he's just pure class, and, you know, even people like Gavin Hunt have been commenting on his ability as a player, uh, and he's only 18 years old. Where is he from? Tell us about this kid. Yeah,
0: he's from a small town in, 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 in the free state called um, Centre. Um, we we spotted this kid uh, last season in the Castle, uh, Castle League playoffs, just here for a small welcome um these girls, Um and this part them there. Unfortunately, at the time was we still in the trick. Um, so we signed him up and, um obviously I allowed him to go to school and finish the trick. And as soon as finished the trick, we, you know, we came to our development team. We only spent about five games They scored about six, eight goals already in those five games. And, uhm, when we, in the, in the winter period, we promoted him to the, to the first team. Again, a great potential. Um not just him, I can tell you now, we I want to mention him name we have a, a player in our books who, we, you know, who did very well for us, um, has a year on his contract, and already under pressure to, to release him because, you know, when it comes to renegotiation in terms of extension of his contract, it, it's because that we can't an agreement, of, call Now, you know, again, going back to the history, it means you always have to find sort of... With top players and try and get them to a level where they can compete with the best in the league. Mm. Um, so it, it, it's a very tough situation to be in.
1: Um, great. Huge pressures, and of course, uh, huge pressures on the coaches that you bring in as well, and of course, the, the clubs financially. It just sort of, I suppose, spirals out of control. But, uh, Ranti, thank you very much for your time this evening, and best of luck on Saturday night against Maritzburg United in Harry Gwala Stadium. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. CSL Radio Show.
0: Level yeah.
1: Well, it's been a really positive year for uh, Bloemfontein Celtic. 2015 seems to have uh, seen a resurgence for the club as the green and white hoops have continued to march on after an opening door of the day 0-0 with the runaway log leaders, Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, they went on to secure back-to-back 3-0 victories over Amazulu and then Roses United in the Nedbank Cup. And earlier today, drawn against IX Cape Town in the last 16 of the Nedbank Cup. Well, we've got the Bloemfontein Celtic coach, Clinton Larson, on the line. Clinton, thanks for joining us. Hello.
4: Hi, uh, good evening, uh, Duane, good evening to all the listeners.
1: Thank you. Dan. <laughs> midbank Cup draw, IX Cape Town, it's a potentially very tricky tie, isn't it? Yeah,
4: you know, it's uh, it's never an easy game against um any Ajax team and uh yeah we we expecting a difficult game but um like I said earlier on sometimes it's better to play against uh, PSL opposition than uh, than to come up against the unknown natural United, you know. So uh um, yeah, we'll prepare like we've done for all the other games, and, uh, and hope that we, you know, uh, progress uh, further on in the tournament.
1: Fair enough, but you must be feeling like you can take on anybody at the moment. I mentioned the results in recent times: the 0-0 against Chiefs and the 3-0s against Somersdoo and Roses. But I think the most positive from from anybody might be following Celtic's matches toward the end of last year, clean sheets, Clinton. That must be so relieving.
4: Yes, um it's something we've been working very hard on. You know, we've kept four in our last five competitive games now. So uh it's one thing that we we try to sort out uh during the pre um, the mini tree season. And uh fortunately, um, yeah, we, we we've seen the results now. We uh we're playing like a very organized, good compact defensive unit and um, we just hope to continue from there. So, you know, credit must go to our goalkeeper, our defence of Bilanculo, Fransman, Richie um, Zava and as well um, Alfred and Dengani who screened them so well. I yeah. think they've done a fantastic job and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's that solid defensive um, foundation that we are building on.
1: When he's not collecting elbows in the mouth, and Dengani has looked particularly solid, I must say. But the, the one thing that, that that I must also talk about is when you're going forward, Clinton What's what's changed? Because suddenly and Celtic look purposeful. It looks like you're attacking with ambition.
4: Well, the first thing I looked at, uh, Dwayne, was um, you know the players at our disposal. We we have an abundance of attacking players that have pace and skill, and um, you know we're trying to use them uh, in in their best positions. I think previously, you know, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty as to where certain players were playing, uh, but now we've um, you know we've got got a more direction in the way we want to play. Each player in the squad knows exactly who his competition in the team is. And um, I think everybody's pushing each other, and um, yeah, I think the players are playing with a lot more freedom, and not afraid to make mistakes, and um, we we we're happy with the way things are going at the moment.
1: And you seem to be uh, a little less pressurized than your first stint at Celtic. Are you are, are you feeling a little more relaxed, calmer, confident, maybe a, a little more matured as a coach now? I wouldn't
4: say more mature. It's uh, you know I, I was with the club just just over a year ago, so. Um, um, it's not, uh, it hasn't been too fair long, enough, enough. but I, I just, I, I just feel that, um, yeah, this time around, um, you know, I've inherited a very good squad, I must say. Um, uh, you know, we've got the likes of Makuka Malenga, Mutanaya Chama, uh, La Lamola, uh, just to name a few that have been doing exceptionally well for the club and, uh, uh, I think the squad I've inherited is a very talented one, um, and uh, you know I've just tried to I've just tried to mould them into into a one cohesive unit, and um, yeah we'll just keep working to to try and maintain this form. Now you know with so many youngsters in the squad, Dwayne, you know there's always going to be. Um, um, ups and downs in their performances, you know, those fluctuations in their performances will always be there. So we want to just try and make, uh, try and make sure that these youngsters are not put under too much pressure. Mm-hmm. They're playing with a lot of freedom now. They're enjoying playing in front of, um, our home cloud. Uh, and we just want to continue to, you know, give our, our, our loyal supporters something to scream about as well.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I think you're finding some semblance of uh, consistency and continuity, which is, is great for Celtic fans. But coming up, you've got a potentially uh, dangerous Platinum Stars side. They're lurking in the relegation zone. And then after that, you've got uh, Wits and Supersport United in the league mm-hmm. and, of course, the, the fixture against Ajax and the midbank Cup. So things not getting overly easy.
4: No, three very difficult games
1: coming up. Uh, You know,
4: like I said to my players, uh, it's mind-boggling that this talented Platinum Stars team are sitting where they are. It's not a true reflection of the quality of the squad. um, And it's also not a true reflection of how the team has been playing. Um, They've been very unlucky in some of the results they've got uh, because they are a very good team, a very good attacking team. So, um, you know, all I asked my players when we played Amazulu was, uh, you know, just to apply themselves professionally and not look at where the club was sitting. And I was very happy with the response I got from them. After playing Kaiser Chiefs, it's sometimes difficult to then get the boys back up and, and running again, you know, when you look at, oh, okay, it's Amazulu and they lost on the log. So it's the same will apply against Platinum, so second from bottom. Let's give them all the respect they deserve and, uh, and just try and, uh, you know, keep this momentum going.
1: Well, Clinton Larson, it really has been a, a very positive start for you and uh, for Celtic. Wish you all the best of luck on Sunday against Platinum Stars and indeed in the games ahead. Thank you so much, Duane. The exciting Apsa Premiership continues with a bang this weekend. On Sunday at Free State Stadium, Bloemfontein Celtic squares off against Dikwena, that's Platinum Stars. Then Matatanza Supersport United keeps the ball rolling with Amazulu at Lucas Moripe Stadium. Both these games kick off at half past three. Tickets available from 40 Rand. The Apsa Premiership, proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Dear Sir or Madam, if you're test driving a hatchback that is not the all new 2015 Honda Jazz, ask the salesman these four questions. 1. The new Honda Jazz has magic seats giving you 18 different seat combinations. And this one? 2. Was this car awarded the most perfectly built car available in SA? 3. Honda Jazz was voted best small car money can buy four years straight. How many votes did this one get? 4. Where's the exit? Finally, ask yourself, why am I not in a Honda dealership considering the all-new Honda Jazz from just 179,900 Rand, discovering what so many already have, Honda, the power of dreams. The Portfolio Committee on Communications hereby invites institutions and or individuals to nominate a person to fill a vacancy of non-executive member to the Board of the South African Broadcasting Corporation Limited, which arose from the resignation of a member of the Board for the remainder of the term of office of the current Board. It will be until the 24th of September 2018. Nominees must have expertise and experience in broadcasting policy and technology, broadcasting regulation, media law, business practice and finance, journalism, entertainment and education, and labour issues. Nominations and inquiries must be addressed to the Committee Secretary, Mr. Tim Nkosingoma, Portfolio Committee on Communications. You can email him tngoma at parliament.gov.za or fax to 086 Telephonic inquiries can be made to 021 403 3733 or 083-709-8407. Closing date for nominations is Friday the 27th of February 2015 at 4pm. Please note that nominees will be subjected to qualifications, checks and security clearance. Late submissions will not be considered. In the past month, 643,000 people sent tweets about sushi. That's 643,000 Kampura-inspired tweets about ham rolls, rainbow rolls, yay sushi, love sushi, and our personal favourite from Cuttlefish44, hashtag sushi nom nom nom. 643,000 tweets, which is roughly 600 times more than the mere 1,092 tweets about overfishing. Sensible thinking seems to be in short supply these days. At Moore Stevens, however, our guidance is always well researched and our support is thorough, ensuring our clients benefit from the most precious business commodity there is, sensible thinking. Moore Stevens, audit, advisory and tax. Long live sensible. In our SAFM documentary, this Sunday
2: My voice adapts in the way that it would between, uh, you know, uh, Foray and Debussy, uh, between Schubert and Schumann.
1: Songs of Summer in Cape Town, Part 2. I'm Nigel Famas. Join me for some open-air harmony. Some not-so-harmonious tales of New York.
2: When I left New York at the beginning of 2014 I was very disillusioned with jazz and quite burnt out
1: and some intimate melodies in District 6 Songs of Summer in Cape Town Part 2 this Sunday at 2.30pm on SAFM CSL Radio Show, Review Show. Well, uh, just about a minute to go before we say cheers, we're out of here. Just to give you an update on the uh, CAF Under-17 Championships in Niger at the moment, I can tell you it's just finished between Mali and Guinea. And Mali have beaten Guinea by two goals to one in the second semi-final then of the CAF Under-17 Championships, which means that Mali's uh, young Eaglets are through to the final on Sunday. They'll play South Africa's Amajimbo, so a a repeat of the group stage match. Of course, uh, South Africa struggling against Mali, but they did finish strong in that game. They came back from two goals down to uh, force a draw. Uh, remain undefeated, both these sides in the competition so far, so it really is going to be a rather intense final on uh, Sunday. You can catch updates right here on uh, SFM with uh, Brad Brown, SFM Sports Special. He's uh, in tomorrow from 6.30 for your latest sporting news on SFM Sports Wrap. Uh, Naledi Mule was up next after the news with the talk shop, so make sure you don't go anywhere. I'll be back on Monday but from the PSL Radio Show team tonight, producer Shabon Chedi and me, Dwayne De Locker. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful Thursday evening and what remains of it Enjoy.